Bokartov, we are in Melachim Aleph, chapter 2, and we are in the post-Adonia's uh, rebellion program of Shalomo, after David gives Shalomo his advice about what to do with the specific people that are involved, like Shimi ben Gera, and to, like Yoav ben Siruya, his nephew. Uh, all of a sudden, Adonia makes the fatal error of thinking that he could approach Bathsheba with a request to marry Avishag Shunamit which we all know would have been a sign of rebellion. And we were asking uh, why Bathsheba would do such a thing. I read an opinion by, uh, that was sent to me in an email, and I also found it in the book by Alex Israel on the book of Melachim Aleph, which is that Bathsheba was actually wise to what Adonia was doing, and she knew that Adonia was up to no good, and she was feigning innocence in the whole matter as like a political way of, of tipping Shalomo off. Okay, so that's an interesting way of looking at the story. And Bacheva is not like an innocent woman, but she's more like a conniving woman. Like, okay, Adonia, sure, I'll take your request to Shilomo. And then she tells Shilomo, you can't wait. Uh, hold on to your chair. I have some news for you. Adonia wants to marry Abishag. Wink, wink, right? Um, does it fit with the psukim? Eh, I'm not exactly sure if it fits with the psukim, but that was, that's kind of the, the opinion there. Now, once Adonia starts, is rebelling, then Shilomo thinks, hold on. There is a conspiracy here. So he goes to Eviatar the Kohen. Now, um, we, we did Eviatar yesterday, in which Eviatar, he, he sent Eviatar to a city called Anatot, where he could no longer be a Kohen. Uh, the, the background information that we did not provide on Eviatar is first of all, why does he keep Eviatar alive relative to Yoav and to Adonia? Because Eviatar, first of all, is a Kohen. And second of all, Aviatar was, was with David for a very long time, which the Pasuk does tell us. Now, when Aviatar actually came with David, this is the back story we didn't provide, was that whenever the city of Nov was destroyed by Shaul, Aviatar was the one who was able to sneak away. And then Aviatar came to David and told David what happened. And he brought the ephod, which gave David the ability throughout his running away from Shaul. With the help of Aviatar, he was able to connect with God. So Aviatar was the guy who ran away from the city of Nov when Shaul destroyed it completely. Now, obviously, Shilomo, knowing that Aviatar is like the is like the uh, the remembrance of the city of Nov, and he represents he who lived after the king killed the, the Kohanim, it wouldn't make sense politically for Shilomo to kill the Kohen who is known as the one who survived the other king. Right, because then you're just bringing back memories of kings killing Kohanim. So, um, so that's also another nuance that Alex Israel points out is important to understand that it wouldn't be politically advantageous for Shilomo to kill the Kohen who is known as the one who survived Shaul's onslaught of uh, the city of Nov. So that's a very interesting nuance. Okay, now we get to Shimi ben Gera. Okay, uh, Shilomo puts Benayahu ben Yoyada instead of Yoav. Okay. For Yoav is, has now been killed. And uh, now that we have to get to Shimi ben Gera. Now who is Shimi ben Gera and why is he important here? Why is Shilomo going to turn his attention to Shimi ben Gera? Because if you remember, Shimi ben Gera, when David was being chased by Avshalom, Shimi ben Gera walked with David out of the Yerushalayim and he cursed him along the way. Shimi ben Gera was from the tribe of Binyamin. So he was a respected man within the household of Shaul. Because Shaul was from Binyamin, and um, and we and and 
The only difficulty is why is he so important? Okay, so some random man from Binyamin was cursing David. What's the big deal? So we know why it's a big deal because when David came back from being chased out from Avshalom, when, he, when Avshalom was killed by Yoav, David comes back into Yerushalayim and who comes to meet him? Shimi ben Gera. But this time Shimi ben Gera is trying to ask for forgiveness. But how many men does Shimi ben Gera come, ben Gera come with? He comes with a thousand men, which tells us that Shimi ben Gera was not some random dude in Binyamin. He was actually a very, very important figure in the tribe of Binyamin. He was a leader in the tribe of Binyamin. And because the main difficulty between the house of David and the house of Binyamin is unity, because the kingship went from Shaul to David's family, so it went from Binyamin to Yehuda. So he's a very important figure. Either he could he could create a rebellion. He could car, he could cause a lot of uh, he could be a rabble rouser in the kingship. And now that we've seen Adoniah was trying to rebel when he tried to take Abishag, so now Shimi needs to be dealt with. Okay, so that's Pasuk Lamed. So the king sends and he calls to Shimi go, go build yourself a house in Yerushalayim. And he said, You shall you shall live in that house and you shall not leave that house this way or that way. Now what is this what is Shalomo trying to do? Keep your friends keep your friends close and your enemies closer, right? He keeps them in Yerushalayim, which is in Yehuda territory. Don't go back to Binyamin where you could go and uh, make friends and start a rebellion again. It's not gonna happen. And if you leave and you pass the stream of Kidron, you go outside Yerushalayim, you are going to die. Because if I see you leave Yerushalayim, then I can't be sure what you're up to. And you're, for, you're, it's going to be death penalty ready. Because anyways, you're already deserving of death. The matter is good, like the king has said. So shall your servant I do. And she stayed in Yerushalayim for many years. Okay? Or many days. I don't know how many years it was, but many days. Uh, and it was after three years. Three of, uh, two of the servants of Shim'i, he's a respectable man, he's a servant, he's a wealthy man. Two of his servants run away to Achish ben Ma'acha, the king of Gat. Now Gat is in modern day Aza, and uh, this is where also David had fled when he was running away from Shaul. Gush Katif? Yeah, Gush Katif. What was, what was Gush Katif? Okay. Gaza. Aza. All right, Gaza. Um, so his servants run away. And it was told to Shimi that, oh, your, your runaway slaves are in Gat. Okay? By the way, Karme Gat. You ever notice? That's, that's, that whole area is called Gat. Even the parts that's, uh, that's even to this day. Okay? So Shimi went and he saddled his donkey. And he goes to Gat to Achish to go get his servants. And he goes and he brings his servants from Gat. And it was told to Shlomo that Shimi went to Gat. And he returned. Didn't I make you swear? In the name of God, saying that you can't leave Yerushalayim, and on the day that you leave Yerushalayim, you will die. But Tomer Eli 
didn't you tell me that this matter is good? I listen, I'm heeding, I, I will listen to your command. Why didn't you keep the swear that you made to God and the promise that I made you keep? You know all of the evil that you had in your heart that you did to my father. And now God will bring the evil back upon your head. And the king Shalomo will be blessed. And the, king, the, the throne of David shall be established forever before God. So the, the uh, Shalomo then commands Benayahu, his right-hand man, and he goes and he kills uh, Shimi, and, uh, uh, and, and he kills Shimi and he dies. He strikes Shimi and he dies, and the, the kingdom was established uh, in the hand of Shalomo. Now, it's interesting that Pasuk only announces that the kingdom was established in the hand of Shlomo after the death of Shimi. Because there was three years when Shimi was already taken care of and he was just in Yerushalayim chilling, right? He was in Yerushalayim. He wasn't a threat at the time that he was in Yerushalayim. But the Pasuk only says that the kingdom was established and was, was secure in the hands of Shlomo after Benayahu killed Shimi. So, what's going on? So, Alex Israel claims, and I think there's the merit of the claim, that, that this whole... Um, idea that the servants ran away may not have been legitimate. Meaning, it could have been Shimi's excuse to go to Gat. Now, it even, the Pasuk even says, according to, according to Alex as well, it says that Vayakom Shimi, he gets up, he goes to the king to find his servants. Now, for a man like, like Shimi to be having, to be having communications with the king of an enemy of Israel is not such a, such a simple idea, right? You don't, we, if you look at the story superficially, you think, oh, he's an innocent guy, his slaves ran away, he wanted to go get his slaves back. Well, first of all, why are his slaves running away? It must have not been the best master, that's a side point, okay? But his slaves run away, and, and he goes and he speaks to the why? king of God. Why is the man who is, who is potentially the, the, rebel, the rebel against the throne from the house of Binyamin, who has 1,000 followers at, at will, why is he speaking to enemy kings? Right, so that's where it got dangerous. That's where Shalomu may have thought that Shimi was just, it was all a ploy, an excuse to get out of Yerushalayim, an excuse to say, no, I didn't really want to leave, I just had to. But really, he was going to speak to an enemy king, and this was already a no-no, and Shalomo was wise to it. The second he saw it happen, even three years after the date that he, he had put him in quarantine, he killed him, and then there were no more rebels in the kingdom. Yoav was taken care of, Shimi was taken care of, Adonia was taken care of, and Eviatar was in, now in Anatot, so he can't be, do any more damage. So uh, now we're going to get to uh, the famous story of Shalomo and his wisdom. Right? Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen. 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 Amen.